welcome to the Dietitian Connection podcast, a show about nutrition, dietitians, and their success stories. This podcast, hosted by Kate Agnew and Marie Ferguson, will empower you to realize your professional dreams by giving you access to our global community of dietitians. Through our conversations with nutrition leaders, we'll educate you, inspire you, and help you create more impact as a dietitian. Welcome to another Dietitian Connection podcast. My name is Marie Ferguson and I'm the director and founder of Dietitian Connection. And it's a pleasure today to have Tracy Morris with us. Tracy is the lead nutritionist at Fitbit, which I'm really excited to talk to her about how she um, managed to get that role and what her daily work life looks like working at Fitbit. I think it's such an interesting company and I know so many of us have Fitbits. I, I love mine. I got one for my birthday last year and I really use it in terms of keeping a track of my sleep more than anything else as well as my steps. So looking forward to delving into that with Tracy. Um, so welcome Tracy. Thanks Marie. I'm really excited to be here. I feel quite honoured that you want to chat to me today I have to say. No, it's awesome. I, I love people, dietitians doing, you know, interesting roles. And I think yours is definitely one of them. And it's one in a million probably. So yeah, looking forward to chatting to you about that. But let's go way back and start with um, why you chose to be a dietitian. Um, gosh, it's a bit of a, an interesting story. I actually, I guess I always loved biology, you know, and science at school, but I was really good at maths. So I actually started by studying um, electrical engineering of all oh, things wow. um, and had dreams of, you know, one day designing bioelectrical, you know, medical devices, which I feel I've always think is quite interesting that I've like come full circle and yeah. I now work with engineers yeah. who do just that. Yeah, wow. Um, but I, I guess I had a bit of a quarter life crisis in my second year of engineering and decided it wasn't the degree for me. Mm. So I marched over to a career counselor and she suggested I study dietetics. And it was the first time that I was like, wow, you know, that actually makes perfect sense for me. I'd always been, I guess, the weirdo in my family who tended to order, you know, the fruit salad and yogurt for breakfast rather than the fried eggs. Um, so it, I always just you knew that unhealthy food didn't feel good in my body. So the idea about, of learning that about that and being able to help people, you know, I'm always, I'm a pretty empathetic person, I think naturally. And I, I love the idea of helping people. So yeah, it just became what I love doing. And I think it was a good decision. And what, what was the, what was it in you that the, the career counselor saw? So, I, I mean, she probably just had this like standard questionnaire of like, what do you enjoy doing? What are your interests? And I think at the end of filling out this questionnaire or having a consultation with her, she was like, well, you know, what about, you know, physiotherapy or nutrition and dietetics? And I was like, wow, you know, I, I don't even think I'd realized there was such a career mm. in nutrition and dietetics at the time. There was like one dietitian that I'd heard of via a friend whose mom was trying to lose weight and mm. you know, the, learning that there were other aspects, you know, other paths that I could take that career on rather than just helping people lose weight, which I think mm. is the perception of what we do, mm. was really fascinating to me. Mm. Yeah, and wow, fascinating that you've come full circle to working with devices and engineers. I know, isn't it crazy? And so you grew up in South Africa and studied dietetics in South Africa? Yeah, so I grew up in Johannesburg and did end up doing my Bachelor of Science 
in Johannesburg and then had to move to Cape Town to do my postgrad degree in nutrition and dietetics, which was also a bit of a, a, a carrot because, you know, Cape Town is a beautiful city. And at that age of, you know, 21, 22, being able to move to, a, you know, still within South Africa, but out of home and live in a beautiful city with friends was really exciting. So I loved it. I was really looking forward to going to South Africa and Cape Town for the ICD conference uh, this year in September, but obviously with oh. COVID-19, they've had to uh, change the date on that. So hopefully sometime in the future. Yes, man, um, I think the world has changed. It has sure. changed. And then you've, um, I'm just amazed at the different variety of positions that you've had as a dietitian and you've worked in um, South Africa, the UK. Have you worked in the US as well? Yes, so yes. we live in San Francisco. Oh, San Francisco, yep. Yeah. And Australia. So tell us a little <laughs> bit about some of those positions and living in those different countries. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. I guess my, my career has taken a bit of a windy road and, you know, my roles have spanned many different positions. And, you know, initially due to my love of travel, I guess, you know, once I graduated from university in South Africa, I did what all... South Africans, Aussies and Kiwis do. And I went traveling to the UK um, where I worked as a locum dietitian in hospitals. So I worked across seven different hospitals across England and Wales, which was amazing, but definitely kind of made me realize that that as much as I learned, it wasn't necessarily where I wanted to be. I mean, I, one of my the hospitals that I worked at, I was in a um, Northwest Wales in a town called Bangor, which was beautiful but only 60% of the people or 60% of the people couldn't speak English. So it was, it was like challenging and really fun at the same time. Um, and then I guess what brought me to Australia was my boyfriend and now husband got a job in Sydney. So it didn't take him very long to convince me to leave, you know, gray, cold London and move to sunny Sydney. Yep. Um, so then we moved here and I worked in private practice and, you know, in corporate health and um and pr and you know like i had the honor of having two really great mentors when i arrived because i had to write the conversion exam to be able to work as a dietitian in australia obviously um and part of that process which i think is fantastic is that we have to you know get mentors and i had two amazing mentors nicole senior and emma sterling who had such a huge impact on my career i feel like they really you know nurtured my love of writing, to be honest. And, you know, it's, it's really what my role is now at Fitbit, I guess. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've run my own private consulting, you know, private practice in Australia and South Africa. And then I guess what took us to the US again was my husband's business. Um, and we arrived with, you know, I had an eight week old, a three year old and a five year old. And my, my husband gosh. basically, you know, left us in San Francisco and had to travel around the US, you know, getting his business set up. And I would, I to be honest, I feel like those two years of my life are a complete blur. But when I finally came out of it and I was like desperate to go back to work and, you know, use my brain again, I couldn't work as a dietitian in the US, but I could work as a nutritionist. So I started looking for writing jobs and, you know, that's what brought me to my role that I now have at Fitbit. Mm, wow. Yeah. So which job or role do you think you've enjoyed the most? I'm guessing you're going to tell me Fitbit, but was there any other jobs or roles in there that you really enjoyed? You know, 
and this is going to sound really cheesy, but I've, I've really loved all of them. To be honest, I feel like, you know, even in my early days when I worked with the, you know, professional rugby team in South Africa, which I was so inexperienced and like really kind of a deer in headlights. It was, I feel like every role I've grown and learned and had the pleasure of working with such smart, committed, amazing women, mostly, I guess, just because of the career, you know, that we're in. Um, and many of them are still my friends, you know. So I feel like every single role has helped me grow in a different way and build my confidence and my skills and really hone in on what it is that I love doing. I feel like I, I didn't know in the beginning, so worked across many different roles. And now, you know, I absolutely know what you know, makes me leap out of bed in the morning and I get really excited to, you know, get stuck into what I have to do that day. Mm. I think that's the beauty of the dietetic profession I say to young um, students is there's so many different varieties of work that you can do as a dietitian and you can have multiple careers, which you've done in, in the one profession, which is pretty rare. Um, and that you don't, you, you know, don't think you have to be in a particular job or role as, as a dietitian for the rest of your life. There's so many different varied opportunities out there. Exactly. And I feel like the skills that we learn, and I have to say, you know, working in, across different countries and working with different dietitians, like we're all obviously a similar personality type. Um, we're all really caring, you know, compassionate, giving people, but we're all really smart, um, you know, and I just our understanding of how the body works um, and being able to translate science into, you know, everyday understandable terms for people I feel is you know a skill that can be transferred to many different areas in the mm. workforce. And so how did you get the job at Fitbit then you were in San Francisco at the time? Yes was so I was when, in yeah. San Francisco looking to do something but obviously still three young kids and ideally wanting to work from home so I I just started searching for any jobs that had the term nutrition or nutritionist in it and I came across a role on um, the blog team at Fitbit and they were looking for a content marketing manager and I thought you know what it's full-time and they want me to work in the city which I don't want to do either of those things but I'm going to apply anyway and I you know in America an interview process can take many months you know you go through many stages and um, I had to kind of submit some writing and you know write some articles and edit some articles and it was actually so exciting to me because I hadn't worked for a couple of years um, but I finally got to that final stage of the interview where you get interviewed by the entire team. And I didn't realize at the time, but obviously one of the people that interviewed me was going to be my direct boss. And we just totally hit it off. Her and I are still great friends. And she just knew that my skills were something that were missing in the team. And at Fitbit, there was no nutritionist at Fitbit. There was nobody guiding any of the nutrition messages um, that were going out there or helping to guide the product. So she hired me initially as a freelance writer and kind of commissioned me to write 10 articles for the blog. And then the, my role slowly grew where I was then became part of the marketing team. Um, and one of the first things we did together, along with the food editor, was create the um, Fitbit nutrition philosophy, which kind of just laid down these guiding principles that we still abide by at the company. And I think that was one of the smartest things that we did because it really keeps all the different teams across Fitbit, you know, in line about what we can and can't say to our consumers. And I think it's so important because, 
you know, people, everybody has an idea of how we should be eating and, you know, everybody eats, everybody's an expert. Um, but it really has helped to kind of uphold the nutrition integrity, I guess. So what are some of those nutrition principles that you put together way back then? Yeah. Yeah. So what, so what did you say? What, what's some of them are, yeah. So, you know, I mean, obviously at Fitbit, there's lots of very passionate people, you know, and being in the industry we're in, everybody exercises every day. Everybody is passionate about, you know, building strong, healthy bodies. So really just explaining to people that being healthy and eating healthy doesn't mean you have to be perfect because I feel like a lot of people in, in that mindset, you know, really have these kind of good food, bad food lists and that's not what healthy eating is. You know, it's not about being perfect. It's about making healthy eating easy and achievable. And if we position ourselves as you have to be perfect and you can only eat these foods or you have to follow this diet, you're going to lose people, you know? So it was about like banishing words like diet, you know, because I think has become a bit of a dirty word, you know, not talking about beach body or being skinny or it's really about like loving who you are and finding foods that you love to eat and activities that you love to do and then making it easy for people to do those things every day. Mm. Um, so it was those kinds of principles. And the, the, the document is this living document because it grows. You know, we've recently started a health coaching um, mm. part of our business, I guess, where we now have dietitians and health coaches that work one-on-one -on -one via a separate app that we've built. And, you know, they use those principles, you know, it kind of guides them around what they can and can't say or how they can advise, you know, their participants to improve their habits and their lives. So it's really interesting. And even partnerships, you know, when we get approached by different food companies to mm -hmm. do partnerships, it's very easy for me to then go into a meeting and say, sorry, like these are the nutrition criteria that determine whether we can partner with that kind of food product or not. And they don't meet our criteria. So we can't even have a conversation. And it's what I love is that I get the support, you know, the people that I work with, I've done the hard work to kind of earn their respect and trust. And they know that I wouldn't say no if I didn't have to. Um, so yeah, it's really, it's, it's an important, it was an important first step, you know, at, at building this role to where it is now. So how has your role changed over time since you've been there almost five years? Yeah. So I guess, you know, obviously initially I was just writing blog articles and doing like recipe analysis for the recipes that appeared on the blog. And then any nutrition articles that were being written, I was the expert who kind of fact checked them. Um, but there was this really great product manager who was on the product team and he started to build, you know, weight and nutrition features within the app. And he would ask me to come in, you know, like consult to him and advise him and, I then started working a lot more with the product team and helping guide, you know, product development and improvements and our features. Um, and then a whole new team was set up within the product, which is, was the premium team. So we now have this premium subscription offering where we've built um, guided programs, so habit-based programs. And I've developed a few of, you know, how to reduce your added sugar intake and how to reduce your salt intake. And basically just these like, small tips that you get delivered every day of these small changes you can make to improve um, your eating habits. Um, yeah. And, you know, improving our existing food logging feature. I work with, you know, marketing, engineering, designers, research and development. You know, my, my role really now touches on every aspect of nutrition across Fitbit. 
um, which is really exciting. Yeah, that's incredible. That sounds like a lot of bright minds that I would love to be connected with. I love working with bright people. Um, so in terms of where you see nutrition going for Fitbit in the future, do you have thoughts on where you want to take it? Or Yeah, I mean, obviously I've, you know, I've worked really hard and I've had this like vision in my head of where I wanted to be. When I started, I, I imagined you know, I wanted to build like a nutritionist in your pocket, almost somebody who could, you know, we're with people 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And we have this amazing opportunity to just, you know, gently nudge them towards making small, healthy, sustainable changes. You know, it's a, it's a balancing act between being annoying and being helpful. So it's tricky because everybody in every feature wants to be nudging their user to do something. Um, and sometimes it's really about whoever's got the loudest voice in the meeting at that day who gets to kind of get their feature pushed forward. Um, but, you know, I feel like it's ultimately we want to become this, this, this connected device. With, and you don't have to have a fit, Fitbit, you know, you don't have to actually have a device. You can use the app and use the features that are within the app to still guide you to make improvements. You know, we now offer workouts and meditations and there's yoga sessions, um, you know, an audio workout. You can go for a walk and listen to a coach who can kind of give you guidance. So I feel like just connecting your health, you know, from your sleep to your activity, you know, and then measuring the data to see how it improves. I'd love for nutrition to be more, um, more responsive to the input you know like my biggest barrier is that for me to help you or help someone improve their eating i have to have an understanding of what you're eating to begin with you know every dietitian starts with okay tell me what you're eating and it's you know food logging is tricky you know so ultimately if we could come up with a way that we could seamlessly and like automatically track what somebody is eating through the device that would ultimately be my goal and then yeah. use that data to, you know to guide you to make small changes and improve mm -hmm. other areas of your life yeah i'm sure we'll see that happen exactly. in the very near future <laughs> um and what is it like to work at fitbit i'm you work at home is that right and then you're connected globally especially to san francisco yeah so yeah. we were there i worked there for two years i was in the office in san francisco for two years and then we decided to move back to australia for family reasons and I was lucky enough that, you know, Fitbit was a global company already and they, you know, didn't even bat an eyelid when I said I was moving to Australia. And I'm like, yeah, we got an office in Australia, no problem. So I'm, I guess I'm lucky that I've been there for a long time, that we, you know, we're quite a tight team. Just working with really passionate, like-minded, smart people who all really do believe in the mission of helping people live healthier, happier lives. And I think, you know, our response, I'm so proud of our response recently to the whole coronavirus crisis, how quickly, you know, our team and our leadership team allowed us to pivot what we were working on and develop stuff that was helpful to people right now, you know, from, you know, simply adding a, a little section in the app that directs people to, you know, resources that they might find helpful right now to allow, offering, you know, opening up our premium service to the world for free, you know, for, for 90 days, um, you know, even starting studies that where, you know, we are, are tracking, you know, flu like symptoms and body temperature. Um, we had a team of engineers even that were allowed to start building um, ventilators. So, you know, they produced a whole lot of ventilators in the U S so, you know, we, it's just the culture genuinely cares 
about helping people. And we, we have, you know, the luxury of having a really cool, fun device that we can do that through. Um, so we get to do it in a really fun, enjoyable way. And how do you think dietitians can sort of, um, you know, live the Fitbit mission, which is to empower and inspire you to live a healthier, more active life? What kind of role do you think dietitians can have in helping people change their behaviour and lifestyle? I think we have this great, we're in this great position to do just that because we understand that it's not about being perfect, because we understand that it's the small you know, moments throughout your day and the decisions you're making that can make a big difference, you know? So really helping someone identify what it is that they could start with, you know, find that one thing that you can do and then set yourself a goal of just making that one small change every single day. And then, you know, helping people see that small achievable steps can add up to really big results And using things like, you know, Fitbit, you know, activity tracking devices or, you know, ways to show people how those improvements are actually impacting other areas of their life. Like you spoke about sleep earlier, you know, getting people to understand that when, you know, you eat better, you sleep better. Or when you're more active, you sleep better. So, you know, connecting it all for someone can can be really motivating and empowering, you know, to get them to continue. Do you have any practical tips on how dietitians can actually engage with devices and products such as Fitbit with their clients in that, um, you know, one-on-one session? Yeah. So I feel like, I mean, obviously we, for dietitians specifically, we have our food tracking feature, um, which right now, unfortunately, we don't give any kind of feedback on what that data means. So I think dietitians are perfectly positioned to take someone's food logging data and explain to them exactly what it means, you know, and help them set goals around, you know, fiber intake or calorie intake and just guide them to, you know, what those numbers should look like and what they mean. Um, We have other, you know, features within the app that, you know, I feel dietitians would find really helpful. For example, sleep, you know, you can actually see, and we know how, you know, closely sleep is linked to health. Um, you know, in full circle in terms of, you know, what you eat can impact your, your sleep, but your sleep can impact what you're eating um, and your health. So having the ability to kind of look at that data and potentially identify what could be preventing someone from reaching their health goals, you know, because they're not getting enough sleep or the quality of sleep is not good can be really helpful in private practice or, you know, in a clinical setting, you know, we, we, you couldn't use that. You couldn't have access to that data before. Yeah. I mean, there's so much data that you would have there at Fitbit and I'm, you know, my previous career as a researcher, I imagine that you are looking at that data from a bigger picture perspective and potentially using that to, you know, create some of the small nudges that you're talking about. Yeah. So, we, I mean, we've got an amazing data science team who are, you know, always looking at data and, and we collaborate quite a lot with, um, you know, research institutes and universities across the US and globally, you know. Um, we've just started a huge COVID-19 study, actually, where we're just looking at the data to see, you know, how you know, infection impacts your heart rate and, you know, data that I feel like researchers and health experts around the world would find very interesting and beneficial. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we, we publish sometimes on our blog. We have this amazing blog where we publish data stories and we look at interesting things like how, you know, again, using COVID as an example of how COVID has impacted um, 
weight or activity or sleep. And, you know, it's, it's always surprising because we have such a huge amount that you really can mm-hmm. kind of notice trends. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. That's fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that you have a big Fitbit community. What do you see as the role of the actual community versus the product device? So we have almost like, a, you know, the, the Facebook, uh, you know, Fitbit's version of Facebook within the app, which we call community. And it's a thriving community. You know, I even sometimes forget and I go in there and I, you know, read through the people's you know, comments and they share images of their, their recipes or, you know, inspirational quotes or whatever it is. And I feel like that support that the Fitbit community gives to each other is really important and sometimes you know, we, we forget to take notice of that even at Fitbit. Um, and there's, you know, you can sign up to a local community group. So someone in your area and then join, you know, find somebody to do a walking group with or sign up to do a, a marathon or whatever your health goal is. Um, I think that there's a lot of power in, you know, like-minded communities like that where you can support each other. Yeah, definitely. I think that's, you know, a, a wonderful extra added feature benefit, you know, that support from everyone else. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much, Tracy, for sharing everything with us today. I'm yeah, really fascinated by having dietitians in roles in large companies, tech companies. I think that's the way of the future in terms of dietitians working in the tech space and that personalised nutrition, which I think Fitbit's really placed well to capitalise on that moving into the future. If you had one piece of advice for younger dietitians out there, you know, wanting to perhaps be in a company such as Fitbit in the future, what would be your advice or tips to them? Yeah, be brave, you know, and believe in yourself because we know a lot and we know a lot about nutrition and don't let people who, you know, potentially are more confident or more outspoken, let you believe that they know more than you do because we are the experts in nutrition and we should be guiding these nutrition messages that are coming out of apps and you know any kind of online mm-hmm. forums so really get in there and you know sell yourself and let them know how you can be the person to guide that messaging yeah and I say dream big I mean when I graduated there was no internet and so the, the endless possibilities that people have today with you know the world wide web the internet I think is just amazing that it's right at your footstep to take advantage of so yeah definitely dream big and believe in yourself totally exactly i remember having to actually go into the university library to be able to send an email and photocopy (laughs) and find a book to find the answer to a question you had there was no google yeah we're showing our age now (laughs) (laughs) it was lovely to chat with you and i can't wait to meet you in person post covid19 hopefully at some point and maybe even in um, icd in south africa Exactly. Um, We can catch the same flight together. That's right. Exactly. (laughs) Lovely to chat with you. Thanks so much for your time, Tracy. Thanks, Marie. That was really fun. Thanks for listening, wherever in the world you're tuning in from. If you did enjoy this podcast episode, we would really appreciate if you could leave a review for us. Leaving a review actually means the podcast gets to more dietitians and it can only elevate our profession if we work together. So please hit that review button, tell us and other people what you thought about this episode. Another way to share your learnings from this episode and keep the conversation going is to take a screenshot of your phone screen, add your message and share it on social media. 
Don't forget to tag us at Dietitian Connection so we can share it with our following of over 30,000. Tell us what you learned and what future topics you'd like us to cover. If you'd like to access the show notes, they are available at dietitianconnection.com forward slash podcasts. Dietitian Connection is a global community and we offer free professional development, job opportunities, resources and connections. We're committed to bringing dietitians together so we can create more impact and elevate our profession. And you can easily become a Dietitian Connection member for free by signing up at dietitianconnection.com. Dot com.